Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we'll unlock the book The Third Chimpanzee. As we all know, there are different races of people in the world. For example, white, black, and Asian. However, do you know that this kind of classification is not meaningful in terms of taxonomy? This is because between different species there is reproductive isolation, however between people of different races such reproductive boundaries do not exist. People of all skin colors can intermarry and give birth to fertile offspring. As such, race is a concept used colloquially. In fact, all living human beings in the world belong to the same species, that is Homo sapiens. This name comes from the Latin term for wise man. Why is the human species called Homo sapiens? This is because many believe that superior intelligence was the primary reason why our ancestors were able to outsmart other species in the course of evolution. From the moment our ancestors diverged from the evolutionary path of the chimpanzees 7 million years ago, we have developed a skill far more significant than physical strength. Previously, the claws of a lion, the horns of a rhino, the power of an elephant, and all animals capable of brute force, were able to overpower our ancestors. However, in the end, they were all defeated by our intelligence. There is little doubt whether or not humans are different from animals. However, modern genetics has questioned the extent of these boundaries between humans and animals. Humans differ from chimps of both species in only 1.6% of their genetic makeup. On the other hand, the genetic difference between the two species of chimps and monkeys is as wide as 7%. If alien scientists were to come to visit us from outer space, they would not hesitate to categorize humans as a third type of chimpanzee. Why does just 1.6% of a genetic difference cause us to be so different? The third chimpanzee attempts to provide a systematic answer to this question. According to Jared Diamond, it is the unique physiological structure and cultural characteristics of Homo sapiens that have allowed us to conquer the world. Our evolutionary traits are hidden in our languages, art, agriculture, and even in our self-destructive behavior, like smoking and alcoholism. All these seemingly unrelated aspects get strung together in this book, and the invisible line of evolution gradually appears. In the third chimpanzee, Diamond presents us with a great chain of cause and effect through his insightful arguments. Diamond is a professor of physiology at UCLA Medical School. He is also a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, a member of the National Academy of Sciences, and a Pulitzer Prize winner. He expanded on some of the theories in the third chimpanzee, and later wrote his renowned work Guns, Germs, and Steel, as well as Collapse. These three books are collectively referred to as the Trilogy of Human History. We will now unlock the third chimpanzee in three parts. Part 1 The Evolution of Modern Humans We'll talk about how Homo sapiens evolved. Part 2 The Unique Lifestyle In this part, we'll talk about our distinct social organization and sexuality. Part 3 Humans as the most dominant species on the planet In this part, we'll take a look at the great contributions of human beings which distinguish us from other animal species. First, let's look at the evolution of modern humans. 
As mentioned previously, the genetic difference between humans and chimps of both species is only 1.6%. For this reason, the book calls Homo sapiens the third chimpanzee. The three types of chimpanzees all share a common ancestor who lived a long time ago. About 10 million years ago, gorillas split off from this common ancestor. 7 million years ago, humans separated from the other two types of chimpanzees. So what differences have emerged as a result of this 1.6% genetic difference over the span of 7 million years? Diamond draws a few conclusions. For example, we have significantly less body hair than chimps, we walk upright, we have larger brains, we use languages, and we build complex civilizations. Fossils suggest that our ancestors began to walk upright in their everyday lives from about 4 million years ago. Though chimpanzees can occasionally walk on their hind legs, they walk on all fours most of the time. Needless to say, walking upright allowed us to use our hands more. Gradually, our ancestors began to use simple stone tools. This period is thus named the Old Stone Age. When hearing this, you may think, but chimps also use stones as tools, that's not a uniquely human skill. The difference is that while chimps may use stones as tools, they lack the ability to make stones into tools. Additionally, both the quantity of their tools and the frequency in which they use them are far inferior to those of our ancestors. Those who lack knowledge of evolution have a common misconception, that Homo sapiens came into being the moment we split from chimpanzees, however that's not the case. The author points out that Homo sapiens went through the stages of Homo habilis and Homo erectus, until they finally came into being some 500,000 years ago. This itself is not a historic event, as Homo sapiens at that time did not yet know how to build a house or make cave paintings, and there was little improvement in stone tools and fire-making techniques. The real change occurred 40,000 years ago. This is when Homo sapiens made significant progress due to a dramatic change in their lifestyle. Diamond calls this the Great Leap Forward. Why did Homo sapiens suddenly rise to progress 40,000 years ago? This question still perplexes archaeologists today, and no conclusion has ever been reached. Yet, there is one event that may be relevant and worth mentioning. Looking back, it's hard not to notice that the start of the Great Leap Forward coincided very closely with the extinction of the Neanderthals. Who were the Neanderthals? In fact, they were also one of the branches of humans that Homo sapiens split from during the course of evolution. Neanderthals had stubby limbs and strong muscles. Their average height was only 163 centimeters, but they weighed 9 kilos more than modern human beings of the same height. If you were to shake hands with a Neanderthal, you would need to be careful to avoid getting your bones crushed. In addition to their brute strength, Neanderthals had even larger brains than Homo sapiens. They were once conquerors of continental Europe, until Homo sapiens made their way to Europe via the Middle East and eliminated them. What is the key to Homo sapiens' success in this evolutionary competition? The answer becomes clear through comparisons of these two human populations. We will briefly cover the three differences between them first, and then analyze the reasons for them. The first difference is that by then Homo sapiens had already started to use compound tools. For instance, they had long-range weapons that allowed them to safely hunt ferocious animals, like bows, arrows and spear throwers. 
These weapons were used not only for hunting animals, but also for fighting against Neanderthals. Archaeologists have found bones of buffalo and pigs in caves left by Homo sapiens in South Africa, suggesting that Homo sapiens had developed strategies and techniques for collective hunting. As for the Neanderthals? Neanderthals had beautiful stone tools, but they were not ingenious craftsmen, as some archaeologists believe. The second difference is that Homo sapiens had a sense of art and beauty. In the Lascaux Cave of France, Homo sapiens left amazingly colorful wall paintings, including depictions of many animals that are now extinct. Equally amazing are their sculptures, necklaces, female figurines, and certain musical instruments. In comparison, Neanderthals hardly left behind any substantial artwork. The third difference is that according to fossil evidence, no Neanderthal ever lived past the age of 45 years old. In contrast, some Homo sapiens live to be as old as 60. Today, our society has access to printed and online information, so it's hard for us to imagine the great importance of elders in a preliterate society. For instance, during his visit to Rennell Island in 1976, many islanders told Diamond which wild fruits one could eat, but only one older person who had survived a storm knew which ones were available in an emergency. In a preliterate society, elders were masters and mentors of collective experiences and wisdom. In life or death situations, an older person's knowledge might determine the survival of the entire tribe. As we mentioned previously, during the Great Leap Forward, the lifestyle of Homo sapiens changed dramatically. What were the specific changes? Everywhere, Homo sapiens began to develop their own tools and art. For instance, Homo sapiens in Africa used ostrich eggshells to make beads, those in Ukraine built shelters, and those in France made cave paintings. In other words, all these findings mean that Homo sapiens had the ability to innovate. So the question is, why did Homo sapiens have the ability to innovate when their brains weren't as big as Neanderthals? Diamond argues that the only possible answer is that compared to Neanderthals, Homo sapiens had the capacity for speech and could produce more variations of sounds. A genetic mutation changed the prototypical larynx of Homo sapiens into the modern larynx. After this, over the span of thousands of years, these early humans accumulated vocabulary, grammar, and syntax structure. Homo sapiens now have the capacity for language. Without language, it is difficult to communicate and cooperate, and it is certainly impossible to discuss methods for improving stone tools and the meaning of murals. Moreover, the foundations of innovation, such as knowledge transfer and brainstorming, all rely on the use of language. Before language appeared, Homo sapiens had evolved slowly for millions of years, and just like other creatures, their evolution was almost entirely due to genetic mutations. However, with the birth of language, human cultural development no longer depended on genetic change. One can say that language opened up a new track for evolution. From then on, no other species could ever become a competitor against Homo sapiens. The progress made by Homo sapiens during this period is what Diamond calls the Great Leap Forward. That concludes the first section of our bookie. Seven million years ago, our ancestors and chimpanzees diverged from the same evolutionary path. This 1.6% of genetic difference gave our ancestors the capacity to walk upright. With the ability to use their hands, Homo sapiens learned how to make crafts, 
how to use simple stone tools, and how to make fire. 40,000 years ago, a genetic mutation altered our ancestors' larynx. Language was then born, and with it, the capacity to innovate. The cultural development of Homo sapiens no longer had to depend on genetic changes. Through the accumulation of all these advantages, Homo sapiens eliminated Neanderthals, despite the fact that they were both physically stronger and had larger brains. As such, we became the first species in the history of life on Earth that was capable of destroying all living things. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.